Blended. And that is the sound of a new episode of Marketing Blend. Yes, I'm back with a new episode. It's been a little while, but I'm your host, Brett Dysters. Let's get on with the marketing news. All right, we all know that Black Friday happened and the holiday season is upon us. That's right. This is like, you know, crunch mode for marketers because we've got a whole bunch of things going on and we need to, you know, drive those sales. But uh, Google, if you are an app developer, Google has um, some good stuff for you. Uh, one is that they have some ways to promote uh, your apps, and that's always a good thing. So you have automated video app ads. Uh, you also have ads, and you may you might also like on Google Play as well. And so you have a couple of options there for people to actually figure out if you actually want to do this or not. So there's something called Auto Director for the app, for the video ads that Google can automatically pull images, descriptions, and ratings from the App Store or Google Play Store and add music to create a promotional video for an app. That's right. So if you are one of those people that is trying to get your app, you know, to rise in those downloads and actually have a community so you can, you know, eventually pay the bills and all that other fun stuff, uh, this is probably something that you want to actually look for because, well, people love video and video is one of the most popular things. And this is another great way of, you know, maximizing uh, your ad spending and making sure that people will actually, you know, want to play it. Now, let's get one thing straight. If you don't have a good rating, you might not want to put the ratings in there because it probably won't do very well for you, even though people will still see it. Also, the you might also like on play will also help you get on there uh, or get people to actually at least click on your app and see if they actually want to get it as well. So the discovery option is always a good one, especially for apps, because getting discovered can always be a difficult thing and we always need to be discovered as an app. So this is another great thing to actually look into for um, getting your app uh, more downloads and installs and all the other fun stuff. But yes, you should definitely be looking at this, especially for app makers. Uh, because it is a very hard industry to now, you know, to make it off now. It's not easy anymore, by any means. All right, Nielsen has done a study on mobile targeting, and it looks like, well, it's getting better. Uh, It's an interesting little thing between desktop and mobile, and as no big surprise, mobile usually generally does better with the more younger demographic, and desktop usually does better with the more older demographic. However, if you do desktop with just a wide range, you get uh, get higher you get a higher rate on target for some interesting and unexpected reason. But if you do the 13 and 99 on mobile, it's a little bit lower. Uh, so you got to take that into account. But if you do 18 and 99, you get a higher rate as well on mobile. And a one, basically a 1% lower rate for desktop. But uh, for males and females, if you do the 19 to, 18 to 99 uh, age range for both males and females, males are a lot higher on target percentage than uh, on mobile. But uh, females are a little slightly higher on mobile, about 10% slightly higher. So desktop, if you do that big range, it's from 64% male. But for mobile, it's 74% male. I mean female, sorry, it's female, sorry. So 70, 64% female and then 74% female on mobile. So mobile 74% and desktop 64%. So there is a difference. Now it starts to go a little bit lower as we dip down 
uh, on the on uh, just you know going down the road, going down the road. It gets it gets a little bit higher on a percentage target, but it always depends on uh, which uh, which gender you're actually going to go after too. But if you do a wide, a bigger wide range of iron target, it's a lot better. If you kind of narrow it down, you can uh, get some pretty good traction. But like I said before, um, you want to make sure that you're hitting the specifics of that. Now, publishers do fare better on on percent uh, percentages than platforms or ad networks. Uh, that's kind of across the board with all the age ranges. So that's another thing to look at. But yes, once again, if you want to do that and making sure that uh, mobile is doing very well, you want to you want to hit that 18 and 99 uh, age range, which is pretty big age range. Now, if you're a little bit more of a niche, I look for your niche and getting the high percentages as well. But it's interesting to see that kind of desktop and mobile are almost in some ways the same, except for uh, males are a little, little bit more uh, higher on desktop than mobile for the 1899 age range, but females a little bit higher on mobile than desktop for the 1899 range. So that's another interesting um, thing. As you get to 18 to 49, it does go down a little bit, and then 18 to 34 goes a little bit farther down. So it's really all depending, um, but that's, that's the world we live in now. Yay, world we live in. All right, Facebook is removing marketing partners program with media buying list. Uh, so it really de so what Facebook was doing was that it was allowing companies to have that little button or tag or icon saying media buying and everybody in there would get it. But Facebook was like, no, we're going to get away with it. We're going to really focus on tools and we're going to focus something on blueprint certification where not everybody in the company gets it certain types of people actually get it so uh there's that as well but not everybody's going to get it so you're going to have to look for more individuals that have those however it is facebook they've had problems with their metrics in the past so i would uh, i would uh, probably hold off on that really because it's facebook they're at their metrics are not that good anymore apparently since they, they've been having problems with it all right, Instagram. Now, they just kind of released their uh, update or their new features, I should say. And live video and disappearing media is happening. That's right. Disappearing media is already there, but the live video is not quite there, there yet. I've been looking at it every once in a while, seeing if there's any live video, but I have not seen it yet. It is releasing. Now, it's going to be disappearing as well, so you're not going to be able to see it forever, kind of like the other ones are doing. So there is that disappearing effect as well. But you also have other... Uh, disappearing messages through direct messages as well so this could be an interesting thing for let's say uh, flash promo sales uh, for your dedicated followers and all those other stuff as well so I would look at strategies to actually using that because stories is not going away and live video is going to be becoming more of an important part of your strategy especially on Instagram all right there is an interesting data on what is the most social or what is the most used social share button well twitter is the answer actually twitter is the most used now you're like but facebook is the most popular one you're right however since the way twitter is it's the, it's the better way of well sharing things so 
Uh, what social sh share button do you use the most was kind of a study your data and polled, and 55% of people said um, Twitter, 35% said Facebook, 6% said email and slash SMS, and then 4% said Buffer. So Buffer is now, uh, now into play with uh, sharing as well. And I use Buffer because it's a really good social uh, scheduling tool, but also is good for if you find any great content to actually share it easily uh, through that as well. So it's not actually not a bad strategy to actually try to use a Buffer button as well because it's Buffer, but if you can get people to actually share it through their Buffer or Twitter or even Facebook, it's even better. But what this shows me is that your likelihood that you're going to get people to share your content on Twitter over Facebook is going to be a lot higher. So make sure that you that you it's all set up or it's all visualized to actually you know maximize uh, the space on Twitter with with a big image. Um, space or handles uh, or tags or, you know, the, the rich media on there with the big uh, pictures in the title as well. That's going to actually help you out the most. Uh, so I would look into that and never, ever, ever discredit Twitter. I know a lot of people do it because they don't really know how to use it, but never discredit it, especially for sharing, because you're going to see a higher sharing rate on Twitter than you are going to have on any other ones. But also don't discredit buffer and making sure that you actually have a button for that too. So it's all it's all about the thing. It's all about that and understanding that. All right, there's there's a couple new horizons uh, or new things on the way. One is that Facebook is actually going to be uh, focusing solely on search, or it's going to be a big impact on search on uh, 2017. Now the thing is, is that. Facebook kind of didn't really care about search for a little while. Uh, the problem is uh, is that they did talk about it for a bit called this, the graph search in, back in 2013, but they really haven't talked about it in three years. Uh, they kind of just didn't really care about it. They were focusing on other things. And so they've been quietly actually developing it and using it and doing a better job at searching. Uh, especially since they do about 2 billion searches a day, which is quite a bit, and several, I think they have 15 trillion uh, indexed a day as well. Uh, but the other thing is, for answers or searching for professional services, there is a way of doing that now too. Uh, so you have that. Um, so there is that one thing which Facebook can maximize on because almost every professional service is on Facebook, and it's a really great way of finding people also, for the Marketplace tab, and that's a new way of selling things, uh, search is going to be huge for the Marketplace tab, and it's going to be great for people to actually find things that they're looking to find to buy or even, you know, maximizing it to sell as well. So you actually have that. And you're also going to have, well, you're going to have events. So events are going to be a huge thing, and once Facebook's algorithms and AI, if they're actually good anymore... Uh, yes, I'm always going to be hating on Facebook. Um, if it's actually, it's going to be learning what you what you go to events on or what you actually engage on through Twitter, uh, Facebook, and then it's going to be uh, recommending different types of events for you. And I've seen this a little bit ever so often of like, oh, these events are your friends are going to. Maybe you'll like to go to this. I'm like, um, no, that's a little weird if I show up. Uh, but yeah, so there's that as well. Uh, to be looking at. So search is going to be a really, really big thing on Facebook, and it could eventually rival 
Google, but Google has other initiatives as well. They're not just fully focused on just search as they used to be in the olden days. But yes, uh, this is a new uh, venture for Facebook or a new priority now is to make sure that search is actually functionable. Uh, it's actually not as complicated as they found out before. It was quite complicated and third world countries really weren't using it because it was really complicated. So they're going to simplify the search and make it more um, useful uh, to the user as well. So there's, that's that's one thing to look at. Now, a couple new features to look at as well uh, for the upcoming year is finding Wi-Fi connections on Facebook. Facebook is really trying to push uh, that into the avenue as well. Um, so there's going to be that. Uh, so you have that. You're also going to have Messenger bots and highly Messenger bots because Facebook Messenger and Messenger bots are really popular right now. I've seen a ton of different uh, product hunt type of uh, programs or um, development kits for that as well. So it's, it's still going to be a huge thing. It's going to be a huge thing for quite a while. And hopefully bots will actually get smarter and not, well, they won't, you know, be spammy. Another thing is Google's uh, real-time in-store traffic is going to be a major uh, factor again as well. So making sure that your business information is up to date on Google is going to be the best way of getting customers to actually come in and maybe help you. Maybe they'll come in on your lighter days or your lighter times, so you can still make that you know that moolah, that moolah, moolah, moolah. Uh, another interesting thing is house party. Now Meerkat. Uh, was the company that kind of made uh, a live streaming or a live yeah live streaming app first before Periscope and then it kind of left. Well, now they've done um, House Party, which is more of a group chat or live streaming group chat app, and it's really popular now. Um, it's got about 1.2 million daily users, which is quite high, and allows you to you know have a party with. Uh, about eight people, so seven, eight including yourself, so seven people including you. Um, so you have that as well, and the data has been showing that it's been growing quite a bit. Uh, so that's another thing to look at and seeing if you can actually maximize that for your strategy too. Yes, for that strategy. All right, now we're gonna get into, um, well, Facebook. Now, if anybody have been listening to this, I'm not the biggest fan of Facebook. There are myriad of problems, and I'm not the only one that has questions about Facebook. And it's it's not it's not unfair to have those questions either. Uh, Facebook has been one of the biggest social networks for quite a while, uh, and it has been slowly killing organic reach, which has been a really well, I haven't really liked it that much. I think organic reach is something that needs to be there and they they've done it because of a business reason they want to make money which obviously is okay it's just when when you can't even reach your own followers it's it starts to worry me a little bit uh so that's that's a problem with it now the problem is is that a couple months ago or several months ago uh facebook basically eventually came out saying hey look our metrics for our videos was wrong uh, we were saying that people watched your video or viewed your video after three seconds, which wasn't right, so it made it the counts higher than it actually was. Well, then, later this past week, they also came out saying, oh, well, we found some more errors, 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 errors on uh, ad metrics. Um, and this is something that marketers actually 
rely on. Rely on to how many uh, video views you've done, how many um, impressions you've done, and all those other things that, well, can actually hurt you. And if you aren't, if your metrics is off, then it actually hurts the other person. So, for example, um, there were instant articles was about seven to eight percent off of time spent on stories, which is not not a good thing. Uh, Facebook pages, the company gave a number of how many people were reached, but double counted repeated visitors. So that's another huge problem because if you get repeated visitors and they count as the same as different ones, then you don't get an accurate reading on who's actually visiting or who, uh, who what new users are actually vis- visiting your site, and not just the same one over and over again. So it's another problem with it as well. Um, all these mistakes kind of add up to is Facebook's algorithms really that good? Are their metrics really that good? They've said that they're going to do is a, a council of different types of media partners and marketing partners to make sure that their metrics are better. But to me, it's like, why didn't you figure this out sooner? Like, why all of a sudden is all this eventually coming out? Are you afraid that people are going to find out that this wasn't correct? Um, and also, uh, is the algorithm for the newsfeed correct too? Uh, because they tout that uh, the algorithm will figure out what you like and will actually be um, giving you what you want, which also goes into the whole election cycle, the echo chambers that it actually has caused. Even though some media companies are blaming uh, users as well. It's actually really Facebook's fault because they're the ones that implemented this algorithm in the first place. They didn't have to implement it, but they wanted to implement it because they wanted to make sure that people were staying on the site. Uh, so they didn't have to do it. They could have had optional tools to allow people to do this, but they didn't. They made it all mandatory. So that's another problem I have with it. I think Facebook has a lot of problems. I think they should have owned up to a lot of this stuff uh, in the beginning, and they didn't actually do it, which makes me wonder how good their ads and their met- and how good their ads are or their ad metrics they say are how good is the algorithms or the uh, or the AI that they're building good uh, how good is it is it effective is it not uh, should we be worried about that should we actually should we actually want this anymore or should we go to someplace else like Twitter or snapchat or Instagram, maybe it's on my Facebook. So, uh, so that's a big worry for me. Uh, it's a big worry because I don't know if what I'm looking at now is going to be accurate or am I, am I going to have to look at other types of stats just to get the most accurate reading, which you probably should be doing anyways. You shouldn't be relying on just one. Uh, so that's another big issue for me. Um, and that's, that's, that's how I see it. And I think Facebook needs to come out and, you know, allow other third party people to actually look at it more heavily than it is it's eventually doing it because it has to do it but i want it to be more proactive and just saying you know what we don't really know uh what's going on and we seem to be messing up a lot so here help us out would be a great first start that's just my thing now i actually want to move on to um so this past election has been well it's been an interesting election season let's just say that with all of what's been going on and how fake news has been on the forefront and how uh, young adults don't know how to tell the difference between ads and uh, real uh, real news posts, but I mean most uh, most people don't even trust the media now. So, 
my thing is on the brand personality. Now, before it's always been this light, happy-hearted, politically correct, don't upset a lot of people type of strategy. And it's worked for quite a while because it got a lot of people out of jams. Uh, usually companies would just backtrack and just uh, say sorry and then just take the tweet off and, well, you would never... You you have screenshots, but you would never see it again. Now, with the rise of Donald Trump and what he's been doing and how politically incorrect he's been, it almost looks like the brand voice should be re-looked at as what is the most diverse way we can do a brand voice. Instead of just always going, hey, let's make it all light, fluffy, happy... How about we actually have a politically incorrect uh, brand voice? How about we actually, you know, do piss people off? Uh, that's a question that we should probably, all marketers should be asking now is, since Trump's rise and since Trump's so effectiveness on social media has been, well, has had ripple effects, should we rethink the brand voice? Should some brands be as divisive as Trump was? Should brands... Um, not not shy away from uh, hard discussions or shy away from uh, bad social media posts and just be like, yeah, we did it. Deal with it type of a thing. Should that be a new strategy? I know you could lose sales, but even if you... You would already lose sales anyways when that came out because people would be upset anyways. Should, people, should brands stand up and stand by every post they've done and not backtrack and say, we're sorry, and say, you know what? We did this. Yes, you didn't like it. We're human. It's a mistake. Let's move on. Or should we keep on going the same route as we do, as we always done? Oh, we did a bad post. Okay, we're going to backtrack and we're going to um, we're going to say we're sorry. And then people are going to take screenshots. It's going to be all over the news, but we're still sorry. We'll never do it again. So that's a big that's a big thing that I've been trying to think about as a marketer. Should we rethink the brand voice? I think we should rethink the brand voice. I think since this has come out, the brand voice should be rethought into not being either this uh, sarcastic but still nice brand personality or just the super light, bubbly brand voice, but maybe like the dark, brooding one, maybe maybe more of a sarcastic, dry, uh, politically incorrect one. I mean, the list can go on and on because human personality is so diverse anyways, then maybe we should be looking at that, and maybe we should be making brand voices more diverse than they already are, because they really aren't, to be honest with you, they aren't that diverse at all. They're kind of the same, pretty much to the T. I've seen quite a bit where it's like, this is the same as this one, and this one, and this one. What are you differentiating yourself from? You're not really, you're just, you're just staying with the same attributes, because it's the safe and easy way of doing it, but like I said before, looking at past elections, it looks like Trump has always uh, bucked the trend and has stand up against it and won the election, even with the recounts being uh, threatened to be going on. It looks like they're actually doing it. Uh, so it's something to, something to think about. I'm not saying you should redo your whole plan, but it's something to think about and something to um, understand better. What personality do you want to have the same personality as everyone else or do you want to forge ahead make some mistakes and do something completely unique to yourself so that's something that's something to think about uh as i go on to 
apps and programs you should try out this week. That's right. So are you one of those uh, products or brands that wants to keep everything clean? Well, CleanSpeak will help uh, filter profanity and do moderation at the same time. So you don't have to do it yourself and be like, oh, why is the same person always doing it? Now, I understand some brands are more kid-friendly, and so you don't want to have all that. But you can actually try it for free, which is a good thing. But it allows it will have an approval queue for image and video reporting, moderation, and profanity filter. It's all cloud-based. Um, so check it out for yourself. If it's right for your brand, I think you should actually do it. Uh, we also have another live chat thing called Go Squared, which will allow you to um, well allow you to you know talk to customers on the go without actually being there. Uh, there's an iOS app and a uh, I, uh, Google Play Store app as well. I don't know why I forgot about that one. Uh, but yeah, this is a great way for you to engage with your customers and making sure that you're up to date and uh, communicating with them. So check it out. It's called Go Squared. Also, Google has updated Google Sites with, uh, with that. If you're a small business owner or someone trying to get into the biz- business and need to build a website, I recommend this wholeheartedly it's a very simple way it's a drag and drop there it's very content light on what you can do with it but it allows you to do it and make it pretty simple and pretty easily just make sure you have a um a google drive account because it will it integrates really well with it and all you gotta do is plug in drag and drop that's it and then you're then you're going and woo woohoo all right, and there's the last one is called Font Self and allows you to create color vector fonts in Photoshop and Illustrator. So if you're one of those that's trying to get into the, the fonts, especially colored fonts, this could be something that's right for you, especially if you have one or the other. Now, it's not cheap, so uh, be sure you understand that. It's um, it, there, there's, a, there's a fee for it. Um, but yeah, just be sure to check the actual fees for it. Now, I have it right up here because it finally loaded, but uh, the font maker for Photoshop is $49. The same for Illustrator as well, but you can get the bundle for $89 if you want to. So if you're if you're a person trying to get into font making and you want to do more colorful fonts, font self is for you or for your brand in general. All right, that is the end of Marketing Blend. Thank you for tuning in as always, and also be sure to subscribe to Digital Coffee at... Um, iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Acast, and Auto Radio. Also, uh, be sure to follow Digital Coffee on Twitter, DigitalCO77EE, at Periscope, DigitalCO77EE, also Facebook, Digital Coffee Podcast, YouTube, Digital Coffee Podcast, Instagram, Digital Coffee Podcast, Player.me, at Digital Coffee, and uh, if you like these podcasts, please consider supporting me on Patreon and Podbean. I would appreciate it. Also, I have some great, great products on my store, uh, coffee mugs and T-shirts and a hoodie. So check those out as well. All right. Join me Wednesday when I go through tech news in digital coffee. All right, guys. Have a great rest of your weekend and stay safe and drive. Later. Later.